Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me as per usual is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Realizing that I did not set my computer on Do Not Disturb, so let me correct that so we don't hear any other weird beeping noises from my end. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I thought I was supposed to be the forgetful one right now. Um, well, yeah. Uh, so, uh, just so everybody uh, listening at home knows, if I suddenly like have a massive coughing fit, um, I lost my Novid status this week uh, after <laughs> four years of this pandemic. Three years, actually, excuse me, three years and 11 months. Um, I had COVID over Thanksgiving, and uh, yeah, uh, I was the one who ruined Thanksgiving. Sorry, y'all. Uh, and uh, it, it's been a week, and uh, man, this disease sucks. Y'all weren't kidding um so yeah, i'm a little exhausting i'm a little brain foggy and uh, uh slow so uh yeah and i randomly cough at times so uh apologies for all of that uh ahead of time thanks yeah this is gonna be kind of a weird episode anyway uh, not weird in terms of topic because we do this episode every year but weird in terms of where we're placing it so this was supposed to be this was supposed to be the great british bake-off episode and then the great british bake-off didn't finish on time and then it was supposed to be the Crown episode, and then the Crown became a two-parter. And then it was supposed to be the Doctor Who episode, and then the Doctor Who episode became what a three-parter. <laughs> yeah, or the or three-parter aired over three oh, yeah. different weekends. So that's our calendar has been a disaster for weeks now. So normally we do this episode, which is going to be the everything we missed in 2023, like the shows we have watched and loved. And did not get the chance to really talk about on the show. We're going to talk about them now. Uh, but apology in advance to any any program that isn't Doctor Who or The Crown and is airing an episode in December because we will not. <laughs> yep. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Normally, normally this one's supposed to be like our penultimate episode of the year, but that is not happening. On the flip side, though, you guys are going to get an extra episode this year because The Crown is ending and we did not feel like we could not talk about that. So, yeah. You will get a bonus Boxing Day special this year whenever we record it, which has not happened yet. So, you know, thoughts and prayers. Seriously, because I'm going to need them. All right. So what uh, let's uh, let me look at I I actually wrote a list because I am a brain fogged human. Um, And uh, let's see. Uh, My list starts with. Oh, yes. So the most important thing I feel like we need to talk about first of the things we did not get to on the podcast this year are um, Professor T and Hotel Portofino. I have to make a confession. And that is that I will be of no help in this segment as I did not watch a minute of either of these shows. I assume they are fine. They are both very popular amongst our viewers. Uh, I just have not seen them. So, yeah. Um, well, we did not do Professor T this year, um, partly because we had to cover so many mysteries. And there's only so many I, mysteries. I have, can- a, I have a limit, guys. Yeah. And Professor T season one was not good. And I couldn't try and force Lacey to watch season two. And I just sort of like, there's just a limit. And I was like, you know what? We'll let this one go. I'm told it got better, but I will never know. And that's exactly why I'm bringing it up. Because actually what we discovered when I tuned in for season two and our uh, lovely uh, reviewer Marnie uh covered season two for us is that it actually majorly improved this season and part of the reason why is because unlike season one where it 
carbon copied the original almost to the point of like lifting dialogue word for word, it really allowed itself to go off on its own. And do its own thing for the first time, which I thought was a, a really smart decision on everybody's part. Um, I think this is also just in general, like a problem that eagle eye drama has. Um, they're, they do English language uh, remakes of the Walter Presents shows. And their idea is that, well, it's a hit in its native language. And there is this whole audience that refuses to watch these shows because they don't want to watch with the subtitles. So we'll remake them in English and that way we'll expand our audience. And I get that. And I don't I don't fault it. And, you know, Professor T is one that got remade in several languages before it even got remade in English. So I, I, I see why it's the, the, the first choice for that. But, you know, honestly, like it. It they the the season one translation did not work like all the humor from the Belgian series just fell flat when they moved it to English and by sort of allowing it to go be its own thing in season two and and really lean into the fact that it it had Francis de la Tour as as Professor Tempest's mom and introducing Dr. Helena Goldberg as his as his therapist and introducing the whole therapy like thing and 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 everything just really helped season two a lot and I know a lot of people tuned into season two and it was very popular and season three is coming out in the UK and will most likely make its way over here next year and I don't know if we'll actually get to cover it on the podcast but I do say that I am very much looking forward to it um, in a way that I did not expect when I first tuned into season one um, I wish I could say the same about Hotel Portofino I do think it also improved this season. I know that people who love Hotel Portofino like really love Hotel Portofino because apparently I I and I say this as somebody who knows very little about the show. I think I watched like the first two episodes of the first season. Um, but I I do hear tell that it is quite you know it's a little like it's a little more gentle. It's a little quieter. It's a little like just escapism with pretty scenery more than like a like a like everybody has little small dramas and there's like the threat of Mussolini in the background or whatever. But it's not like serious that's that's how that's what i've that's that is my impression of the show that i have gotten from having not watched it so that may or may not be correct but that's the vibe that i get from it um so season one attempted to sort of give every single character its own drama and season two very much course corrected on that and i think that that was the big improvement this season is that the new guests didn't get drama they were played for laughs and sort of sort of like when a a show that tries to do the downstairs realizes that only doubt and abby can do the downstairs and sort of lets those characters go they sort of let the guests go this season and that was a very smart choice that being said, I'm still not convinced that they have fully sort of figured out what they want to do with all of the characters that they have and that they kept. They cut some of the characters from season one, um, and that was, they probably should have cut a few more, I think, is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, and focused down a little more, even 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 further um, into the Ainsworth family and really sort of streamlined. Um, But that being said, I do think that season two was a real step forward for the show. And I am at least interested enough to see 
if season three, um, which is uh, which was greenlit back in February and will almost certainly come here next year, um, I'd like to see what season three does with these characters and if it makes another step forward. You know, one of the things about some of these PBS shows is that they don't they're not fully formed when they show up here and that they do sort of get better with time as PBS sort of allows them to play out. And that's not something we get on broadcast very much anymore, because, you know, if you don't immediately if you're not immediately a hit, you're gone, you know, especially in the streaming era. So I I think that watching Hotel Portofino sort of find its feet and figure out what it wants to do with itself is something we don't get to see very often anymore. And that that also is a reason why I'm planning to tune in for season three. Uh, again, I'm not sure if we'll get to podcast it next season, though I think I will I will I've... not be watching it. So probably not. <laughs> so but, probably not. <laughs> but we do have a regular recap on it now. So maybe you can do it up with Amy on it or something. It will not. It will yeah. just not be me. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that that we don't have a regular recapper for Professor T where we do with Hotel Portofino. So at least we will be recapping Hotel Portofino. I am going to be looking um, when when budget comes around next year to try to find somebody and hire somebody who is a, a, a Professor T person um, who we can like rely on for that because I'd like to have that next year, especially since it did improve so much this season. I know it's very popular among a lot of our readers and stuff. It's just... It really is. I, I am not one of you all and I am I am sorry. Yeah, I ju- I felt really bad that we ju- I just could I just couldn't find anybody and I just didn't have it and we ran out of bandwidth and I was really sad about that. But, you know, at least I got a review up. At least Marnie was able to do a review. So we'll we'll see what we can do next year. Um so I I I wanted to acknowledge A that those shows were not something we got to cover and B that, you know, they did both improve this season and I felt that that was, you know, if you're looking for shows that you are that 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 get to improve as they go along on television in a way that doesn't happen anymore um these are these are two you should definitely check out also i mean i just like professor t i'm sorry i i like ben miller and i really liked i didn't like season one but this vibe that they've got going this season with a uh, with with uh and uh uh it's a uh, juliet stevenson who they brought in to play uh the shrink and the three of them are just it's a great great like a, a chemistry between the three and it's really funny and i like it a lot i have absolutely nothing to add to that assessment i know babe <laughs> it's okay um what, what did you love this year uh, tell me tell me about a show i totally didn't watch and i should have i am gonna assume that you did not watch a little show on hulu called extraordinary no i did not it is a comedy and it is six episodes and it is basically a superhero show for people who are tired of superhero shows um so it's like the perfect sort of you know cure for a collective superhero malaise which you hear all about every time some marvel movie underperforms at the box office but this is a show about um a universe where everyone gets a power when they turn 18 and the hook of the show is that the main character, her name is Jen, is a uh, twenty-five, and she still does not have a power yet. Like her power has not mani- her her power has not manifested yet. And um, so the whole show is really about her trying to fit. You know, it's really a coming age story with like some superhero stuff on top because the superhero stuff isn't as 
it's not like, oh my gosh, that person has a superpower because literally everyone has a superpower and and Jen is defined by like her lack of one and how, you know, she makes not having one like her whole personality and is it her excuse for being like a terrible person or her friends and her family. And it's, I don't know, it's just such a good, it's so funny. It's a little raunchy. So just like, you know, PG-13 plus guys. But uh, a lot of the the charm of it is is how awful Jen is and and her relationships with her roommates, uh, one of which is her childhood best friend's name best friend. Her name is Carrie. Her uh, superpower is that she can speak to the dead, like she can let the dead like speak through her, and so she uses that in like contract and divorce law to let people who are being sued or or people who are adjudicating their wills and stuff like like argue for themselves. And uh, <laughs> Carrie's boyfriend. That's kind of fun. Carrie Carrie's boyfriend can rewind time, but he only uses it to like, uh, to like get himself out of embarrassing situations or to like win fights with his girlfriend. <laughs> um, because like you know he knows what she's gonna say or he knows what she's mad about, so he like rewinds for five minutes and like fixes it. And then there's a fourth roommate, who I don't even know if I can say their name on this podcast. It's not. It's not this is not a show for kids, guys. Um, I'm just gonna say it and let Mark decide if we need to bleep this character's name because it is Lord. And oh my lord. It uh he is a cat, he's a shapeshifter, and he is a shapeshifter <laughs> who got stuck as a cat for so long that now that he's turned back into a person, he's forgotten who he was as a person and really how to be a person. So <laughs> It is it is such just a charming and funny and really offbeat weirdo British humor show. Like, it's so good. And I feel like Hulu did not promote it at all. So nobody even knows it exists. It came out back in February. And it's so good. It's been renewed. They're making another season, um, which we'll see Jen going to like a clinic to help her like help her power manifest or whatever, I think. And it's it's so funny and so weird and so like what I think a lot of people have forgotten superhero stories are supposed to do, which isn't be about the powers. It's about like what do the powers mean to the people who either have or don't have them in the story, like how that affects their lives as people. And this is just a really great like young adult story in addition to the fact that, you know, one of them can rewind time and talk to the dead or nothing. It's really good. I think you would actually really like it. It sounds like I'd really like it, um, mostly because the idea of a dude who got stuck as a cat is hilarious. Yeah, there's um, an episode where they go to a cat show. Okay, seriously, like you that that <laughs> why didn't you lead with that? Because okay, they go to a cat um, show because the cat whose name I will not say again is um uh when he was a cat or or forgot that he was a shapeshifter he was he was a show cat he was like an award winning show cat. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this okay. This is one hundred percent rated for Annie. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's so good. Clearly, I should have watched this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> see, and this is why we do this episode. All right. Um, I would like to stand for a show that, if this is a, if Extraordinary was a show that Hulu completely forgot to market, I would like to stand for Bodies, a show that Netflix completely forgot to market. Um. Bodies is 100% rated for me. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be rated for Lacey, but we'll see. It's like time loopy, right? I love a time loop. It's time loopy, um, but it's also police procedural. Um, It is basically 
uh, it starts in 2023, and uh, it's uh, about uh, the the cop uh, is a, a play is a, a, a Muslim woman. She's a London cop, and she's chasing this guy down. You know, and she basically stumbles across a body in an alley. At the exact same time, um, in 1890, uh, another cop, uh, who's played by Kyle Soler from uh, Poldark. Oh, poor little cousin Francis in the well. He's been getting some work since then, though. Yeah. Uh, he walks down the exact same alley in the exact same space, space in the exact same plot, in the exact same spot in London, and looks down and sees the exact same body. Meanwhile, in 1941, uh, Jason, Jacob Fortune Lloyd, who I know I've seen in things, he was in The Great, um... He also walks down the exact same alley in the exact same spot in London and looks down and sees the exact same body. And that's sort of how the show begins. And at first, it's just these three timelines. The, and it's, it's, it's basically like your two, tip, your two stereotypical British timelines of the Victorian era and World War II era and today. And it starts at sort of like these three police procedurals happening at the exact same time in these three very distinct eras and almost like a commentary, like the way sci-fi does of like the things that, 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 that stay the same, no matter what timeline you're in, the, the social mores, the, 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 uh, the, 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 the inherent bigotries that like are, that are, that, that you make assumptions about the, the different things that you, that you, that, that that you focus on like i loved i loved all that in the beginning and then you know almost all the way to the end of the first episode suddenly we're in 2050 something or 2060 something and it's a fourth cop walking down the exact same alley finding the exact same body and that's the actual timeline we're really in and that's when the whole show sort of shifts because this one body is basically everywhere and Stephen Graham is in it, who is uh, basically one of the uh, British A-list uh, people who uh, is working in uh, on the BBC right now. Uh, Derek Riddle is in it. He's another one who is just, he's fantastic. Amy Manson, who uh, was totally underused in The Nevers, is in it. Uh, it, it it's, it's an amazing cast, first of all. It's... A fantastic twisted story. It's wibbly wobbly timey wimey. If you love cop shows, it's great. It's social commentary. It's got all the things that you really love. And I I thought it was a fantastic little mini series. And all eight episodes dropped on Netflix in the middle of October and nobody bothered to mention it whatsoever. <laughs> and I I, I I don't get why Netflix does this. Like it just does this. But honestly, I really I I have been drawing around trying to get people to like like know about this show. And we re- we reviewed it here. Um, again, Marnie was the one who uh, reviewed it. Uh, and I just I loved this show so much. I thought it was so clever and so smart and so fun. And I really I I want everybody to know about this show and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my nice pick is going to be one that I suspect a lot of people did watch, but we did not cover. And somehow, actually, it did come out this year, which I just had to re-Google because it feels like it came out like two years ago. But no, it was from April. And that is another Netflix series called The Diplomat. Oh, that one they didn't advertise, but everybody watched it anyway. Everybody watched it anyway because it's great. Like, it's so great. And it should not be great. 
And the only reason it works is because Carrie Russell and Rufus Sewell are unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I think we I think we talked about this a little bit in sort of like our our like best of the year so far episode, but I wanted just to make sure to give it a shout out here because it was one of my most pleasant surprises of the year. And I am so looking forward to season two. I just, and I know we both liked it. Oh, yeah. And absolutely, this is one of those shows where it was delightful watching other people discover it over the course of the year. Because it's one of those shows where, like, like we discovered it when it first came out. We were like, oh, my God, everybody has to watch this. Everybody has to watch this. And people were like, what? Okay, weirdos. Um, And then, like, suddenly in, like, mid-September, like, months later, like, three people that, like, completely didn't know each other that I'm friends with online, all out of the blue, suddenly, have you seen this show, The Diplomat? And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I I watched it about, like, maybe a week after it premiered because somebody told me it was good. And and I think uh, Greg and I watched it together, and sometimes we have very divergent tastes into what, what we would, like, to watch but we both loved it and we watched it we binged it in like two days it's so great rufus sewell finally getting to not be like a nazi or prince andrew we love that for him and me um i i do have to say that this is one of those shows where like netflix so underplayed it that i almost missed it and it was rory who our reviewer rory who was literally like hey you didn't mention this show when you put out for pitches can i cover it and i was like it's got Carrie Russell and Rufus Sewa. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Yes. <laughs> so yes, um, I I'm really glad that we reviewed it when we did, and I'm really it is a fantastic show. It's getting a season two. The their chemistry really is what makes this show great. I ship it so hard. Yeah. Uh, she is basically a, an American diplomat, and he's her British husband, who is an ex diplomat. But- Oh, and and he really sort of thinks that he is like. I think, I think he's American though, but that doesn't matter. He used to be the ambassador to the UK. She gets made the ambassador of the UK. He goes with her. Everybody knows him, so they have this really like kind of tense thing going on, where you know he is used to doing this job and she's not, uh, and also like they're they're having some other marriage problems anyway, and and it's a question about whether or not they're going to stay together. But it's like you know bad politics to get divorced, and they have incredible chemistry, and I ship them so hard at the end. <laughs> it's also like there's definitely like that two for the price of one thing going on that he really thinks is like a thing, and she's really like no, that's not a thing. And yeah, there's just there's so much there's so many layers to it that I think are also really just it's so great. Uh, but yeah, it really, you know, you're right in that it probably shouldn't work on paper. Um, It looks like it should be a dud, but there can't, the, the two actors make it work. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it should be a show that you've seen before, because really mm-hmm. we kind of have seen the show before, but like they really sell it. Yeah, and and I think that's, it's just, it's the first time that, um you know, because uh, uh, Carrie Russell was fantastic in The Americans, okay? And there's sort of been this, this, what could she possibly do to follow up The Americans? And, and I now, was sort of she like... she was in Cocaine Bear, a great <laughs> c- cinematic masterpiece. And I was like, this is not a thing that she will probably do to follow. And this is probably the best thing she's done since The Americans. And that is basically how I've been trying to sell the show to people. <laughs> It's worked at least three times. So um, if you miss the Americans, watch this show. <laughs> no, it's not spies. No, there's no Matthew Reese. Watch it anyway. 
Um, I guess since we sort of tag team that one, I will do another one, which is this is kind of a cheat, but I love this show so much that I feel like I need to tell you all about it because you guys will like it. Um, it is an Italian series, not a British series, but it will feel so familiar to any of you that have loved Miss um, Fisher's Murder Mysteries or Miss Scarlet and the Duke. And it is on Netflix. It's an Italian. It's a Netflix Italian original, and it's called The Law According to Lydia Poet. And it is basically about it's one of those like sort of based on a true story shows. It's sort of based on the true story of the first female lawyer in Italy, who it really was Lydia Poet. And. This is a six episode first season. It's already been renewed. The second season is in production. Um, and it basically follows the story of Lydia, who has just passed the bar. But the I, I think there's like an Italian word for sort of like the group of judges who who are in charge of kind of the legal legal profession. They basically are like, no, no, you cannot do this because you are a woman. And then Lydia ends up having to go work for her brother who is a lawyer and he like makes her his assistant, but really she's like out there doing and solving cases and, and helping to defend clients and things. And it's just really like, it's such a, it's such a fun show and it feels very of a piece with the, the ones I mentioned before of like trailblazing women in a male dominated space doing, doing cool stuff. And it is, like a the costumes like just watch this for the costumes it looks incredible but also because um matilda de angelis plays lydia and she is just luminous she is so incredible and the show is really kind of like one part legal procedural because every week you do see you do see lydia and and her brother and a few other assorted characters like working on a sort of case of the week kind of thing it's one part family drama because she had a very you know, rocky relationship with her parents who did not want her to be a lawyer. And she sort of has like a, a, a not always great relationship with her brother who is a lawyer and doesn't necessarily want her to be in the family business in that way. And, you know, like one part feminist manifesto, because she's, you know, there's like this sort of great modern sounding like punk girl rock soundtrack that goes on in the background. And most of the cases are uh, much in the same way Miss Scarlet is like most of the cases are about women or about very specific like female experiences of things. And a lot of times Lydia manages to solve these cases because or come up with a, a defense that helps her clients because she herself is a woman and is willing to listen to women and to willing to believe women and and trust that their experiences are the truth. And it's just it's so good. And there's also like a great like slow burn romance between her and this journalist who happens to be I don't even know how to draw this map. It's her brother's wife's brother. <laughs> Do that five times fast. <laughs> um and they have this really like great slow burn thing going on and he has his own secrets and she just she's in in sort of the underlying storyline of all of it. She's like writing her appeal to to the court to be like, you know, to be reinstated as a lawyer. Like, will she get back to that? Whatever. Spoiler alert, later in her life she will, but I don't know that she will by season two. Uh, it's so freaking good. But it's there is a, a season two. Yes, there is a season two. It is in Italian. Um, I would say watch it with the subtitles because I just think it's better that way, but it does have an English dub. Uh, all Netflix uh, all Netflix uh, originals have an English dub. That's actually a thing. Oh, do they? I try not to watch. I like, I like to watch them in whatever language they're in because i think uh i think it makes the acting like more i just think it just makes the acting look 
like it's supposed to as opposed to like people are acting and somebody's like reading a voiceover no no i totally agree with you but i just i i just thought you should know and probably our 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 listeners should know if they are interested um that all uh netflix originals and other languages do come with an english dub that is actually it's a so thing. good um the i would like to talk about um uh, this is sort of one of those uh, near and dear to my heart, but we can't actually ever do a podcast episode on this because there's nothing to say on some level. Um, but 97-year-old David Attenborough is still at it. Um, and this see- this year, in 2023, we got both Frozen Planet 2 and Planet Earth 3. Planet Earth 3 is, in fact, still going, um, dropping episodes every week through the end of the year. Um I love these shows. I have loved David Attenborough since I was a little kid. Um, and the uh, the the Life series that played on PBS when I was little. Um, I, I love Planet Earth, the Planet Earth series. I used to say back before the universe of streaming existed that all I really wanted in life was a network that did nothing but play David Attenborough like 24-7, 365 so I could fall asleep to it every night. Um, and now fast channels exist, and I do believe there is actually a David Battenborough channel that I can do that to 10 years later. So go figure. Um, honestly, though, I just, I know, I know, like, there's not a lot to say about these shows. Nature because is amazing. Ju- we should be nicer to our planet. Yeah, I know. Like, what else can you say about that? Like, yes, it's all frozen world, our frozen planet, frozen south, frozen peaks, you know, on, on, and then, you know, planet Earth 3 is things like coasts and ocean and, and desert. I want to say and- I think frozen planet had some really like unprecedented footage of snow leopards and stuff in the mountains. Yes, and 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 Planet Earth three has like serious like new footage of places that have never been like filmed before and other I stuff. Actually, like one of the the most important thing I think about Planet Earth three is that um, unlike a lot of you know previous episodes of this, I think this does spend a fairly significant amount of time talking about um, the ways that various animal species have had to adapt to like humans encroaching into their habitats and like our expanding cities and expanding suburbs and just expanding footprint footprints into the world that they live in, uh, which I think is probably something we should all consider more than we do. Yeah. Um, the last three episodes, in fact, uh, the one that, uh, just aired, um, this weekend over Thanksgiving is called Extremes, and the two that haven't aired yet are called Humans and Heroes. Um, if you watch any of the trailers, you'll see this really just incredible shot of like a, a rhino walking down a street in what appears to be, if not a city, at least a fairly like large village, and it's just hanging out. Which... Yeah. Um, but honestly, like these these shows are, I mean, they're groundbreaking. They bring the planet to us in a way that we can never go to the planet um and that most of us would never want to be able to would never be able to do or want to like we would just never we don't have the physical capability of doing it and this is something that attenborough has dedicated his life to and you know the man is 97 and he's still out there doing it and i just i I have so much massive respect for him and I love these shows so much and I know there's nothing we can really do on this podcast other than go ooh ah um, and that there's no way to really like recap them because the recaps would be like ooh ah right like it's not really it's pointless but 
I really wanted to like shout out to both those specials and that if you missed them this year and if you're not watching Planet Earth 3 right now, please, please rectify that. It's on BBC America. It's one of the few things BBC that BBC America still has, Aww. guys. I know. Heartbreaking. Um, if you're streaming only, it's on AMC Plus. Um, please just watch it. It's so good. <laughs> um, I'm going to follow that up with a downer. Um <laughs> And I totally understand that probably a lot of people did not watch this, number one, because AMC barely promoted it. And it is not it is not an easy, easy subject manager, but a subject subject manager. What am I talking about? I don't know. I'm not the one with brain fog. It's not it's not easy subject matter to sit through, but it is a really great drama. Uh, it is a two part series called Mayflies. And it's streamed on it, it's streamed on AMC plus. Uh, I want to say maybe at the end of October or end of September. Yes, it would no end of October, and they totally didn't. They just uh, they were like, "Hey, this is going to be on in two days." That's pretty much the extent of their promotion, which is really unfortunate because it's really, really, really well done. It stars Tony Curran, who most of you will probably know as Vincent Bango from Doctor Who, uh, the Matt Smith episode, Vincent and the Doctor, and he. That's a story. It's a story about like assisted suicide, basically. So it's like a total downer because he plays a character who discovers that he has terminal cancer and he um, does not he does not want to suffer through the painful end of the cancer that he has. So he turns to his best friend and asks him to basically go on a trip with him and help him end his life. And this is all intercut with a group of him, his best friend. And two other guys who were like this sort of quartet of best friends that all had like a really like rock and Weechester weekend in Manchester once when they were young. And it's a story about assisted suicide. Yes. But the reason that people should watch is, is that is also a really, really intense and moving story about male friendship. And I feel like we don't get a lot of that on television, at least not with the sort of depth and actual like like not afraid like like it's not afraid to show how emotional all of this is for these two people who have been best friends their whole lives and how hard it is for the one to admit that he's dying how hard it is for the other to say yes to this to this really like daunting request and just how they sort of navigate and handle it together it's really emotional it's really great and it's really it is not an easy watch you will cry um but it feels kind of important because, I mean, I don't think I think normally when we see shows about male friendship, something it's always kind of that like like bro-y kind of friendship. Do you know what I mean? Either that or they end up fighting over a woman or it's sort of like a third tier thing in a larger story. But this is just a whole the whole thing is about is about male grief and male friendship and male bonding. And it's really powerful. And it's only two episodes. So. It, it it still sounds like a really hard watch. Um, this is one of those that I couldn't bring myself to watch. Um, I did I did see it. It it was one of those ones that like came across the wire like at the absolute last minute, and I was like, I don't think I could handle this. But um, it does sound really good, and I'm glad you highlighted it. And Tony and and as those of you who have seen Vincent and the Doctor know, Tony Kern is is a is a really great actor. So mm-hmm. he's a very expressive face. It's uncanny sometimes. Um, 
so I want to kind of close out my uh, my my list of things that we didn't get to cover by sort of like running through a bunch of mysteries that we didn't get to cover because <laughs> you guys know that that is my lane and there's a lot of them that we didn't get to cover. Um, Happy Valley is one that I sort of talked about in our our, our best of so far back in, in the summer. Um, and I just want to sort of like run back around to it again. I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but, you know, Happy Valley really did change the way that the police procedurals functioned on television, both in the UK and in America. And you know James Norton and Sarah Lanc- Lancashire and and uh, Siobhan Finneran are and and just fantastic in it. And uh, Reese Conan is it, watching him grow up over three seasons is something I didn't actually realize I was ever going to get to do. And season three really did such a great job with that. And honestly, like all three seasons are now on AMC Plus and Acorn and Sundance now. And I think basically every single niche streamer that like leans British um, in that universe, in the AMC, uh, AMC Networks universe. So really, if you own any of those, if you subscribe to any of those, you should just watch all three. It's only 18 episodes altogether. Yes, they are very intense, but they are really great. Um, And then I just want to like shout out to some of the other ones that I know a lot of our viewers watched and probably loved and we didn't get to. Like Madame, the Madame Blanc Mysteries, which are coming back for season three this next, uh, in December. Uh, That is, you know, that's one of those ones where like it's easy. It's it's uh, it's basically about a, a an antique dealer who who solves crimes with her antiques. It's co- it, it, it is like the the very definition of cozy crime. Um, and it starts with a Christmas special every year because that's just the way it goes. And there's there's Dag Leash, which uh, has uh, which is Bertie Carvel not miscast as uh, the prime minister. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of thoughts about The Crown, guys. Buckle up. <laughs> that episode will be in like three weeks. Get ready. Yeah, we'll get back to that. But man, I, I have a lot of feelings about that. But honestly, if you want to see Bertie Carville not miscast, go watch Daglish because he's great in it. And that's on Acorn. Uh, there's been two seasons so far. There'll be a third season, I think, next uh, in 2024 sometime. Um, also, Acorn TV introduced a brand new mystery this season, or uh, this year, called Mrs. Sadu uh, investigates uh, with Mira Sial, uh, who is the wife of a uh, um, of Unforgotten uh, uh, Sanjeev uh, Baskar, um, and she's doing her own mystery show, and she's she's hilarious, guys. Like if you've never seen her comedy. This is her basically bringing her comedy over and disguising it as a police procedural and also like making food the entire time. Um, our our reviewer, our recapper on that show, reviewer recapper, uh, basically was like, where is the cookbook that goes with this? Because I need to like make all of these dishes like now. Um, <laughs> and I don't blame her. Uh, so that hasn't been renewed for season two. And that is a crime frankly. Um, and I really need that to be solved like yesterday. So Acorn TV, get on that, please. Because I've been getting so many emails from all of you asking where season two is. And I don't know, but it needs to happen. Um, and then I also just want to shout out uh, Sister Bon Boniface. Boniface. The yes. Catholic Yeah, the the the, the Catholic nun on the bike. Yeah. Yeah. This is the a nun and solves crimes. 
Yeah, Not Unsolved Crimes, which is the spinoff of A Priest Unsolved Crimes. Um, and then there's Beyond Paradise, which is uh, Chris Marshall left the island and went home to solve crimes. Uh, honestly, BritBox is having a real good time with those shows. And there's going to be more. There's an, there's a, there's another spinoff of the Paradise thing that's happening. That, I know they're also, aren't they doing like a Christmas thing too? Oh, yeah, but no, both Beyond Paradise and Sister Boniface have Christmas specials, and those will be coming in December, uh, along with their next seasons in 2024. But there is also another Death in Paradise spinoff that is um, Australian-based that is happening that has not actually made it to the U.S. yet, but it is coming to the U.K., so we're keeping an eye on that. Um, I would not be surprised if Death in Paradise ends up with, like, several spinoffs before it's done, um, especially considering how well Beyond Paradise is done. Um, so I just wanted to shout out to both of those. I know that you guys are watching those. I know we're probably never going to get to discuss those because Lacey is just, listen, there's only so many mysteries we can make Lacey watch, guys. Okay? There's just only so many. I just, it's okay. I can't. I can't. Sometimes, I, sometimes I have to use my power for selfish reasons. It's fine. There are only so many dramas I can watch, too. It's fine. Like, we, 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 we bounce each other out that way. But I just wanted to give a shout-out. That That is my big shout-out of all the mysteries we'll never actually get to cover on this pod. But I know you guys are out there watching them with me. Okay. Um. All right. I guess my last... Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat and do 1.5. I'm just going to okay. say a quick shout-out to... Hey, the- listen. I just did, like, five shows in, like, five minutes, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm going to do a quick... You should watch, if you like, sort of... Uh, uh, true crime at all you should watch the sixth commandment on brit box it is not i'm sorry we didn't actually get to really do that one i know it's really good it's not an easy it's another one that's not like a particularly easy um easy story but uh for as a true crime drama it's really well done it's really respectful it had the approval of the families of the victims involved in the creation of it so it's really it's very well done it's about a case a fairly recent case i want to say it's from like the 2010s ish or or right at the end of the aughts about a charismatic student named ben fields who drugged gaslit and finally murdered um, a man named peter farkar in buckinghamshire oh i'm sorry i just looked it up it's 2015 so this was really recently um, but before he drugged and murdered him, he convinced him he was in love with him and got him to change his will and leave him all of his worldly possessions. And then he turned around and tried to do it again to another neighbor literally down the road. And it's really like, it, I don't know, it's, it's a true crime drama that's really, a true crime drama that's really respectful of, of all the, the victims and, and tries really hard to kind of tell you who they were rather than how they died. And it's really respectful of the fact that these are both older people. Like this, this student was much younger than these two people who were both elderly. And it's sort of about, you know, like the loneliness and isolation you can feel as you get older and how, you know, you were really still looking for connection and, and how that gave this monstrous guy like a way into their lives. And it's really, it's very, it's just very well done, but again, not super easy in terms of of watching as it is about people who died so (laughs) but i know a lot of people have issues with true crime in the sense of that it's that it's often very sensationalized it's often very um about uh the the bad person doing terrible things rather than the you know memorializing the lives of the people that they harmed and this is very much 
the latter. So if you like this kind of thing, it's very well done. It stars Timothy Spall, who is honestly incredible, and Anne Reed, and and uh, oh goodness, I'm not even going to attempt to to tell you the name of the young man who plays Ben Fields because I will butcher it. It is on IMDb. He's amazing. And you should watch it. So I will try to end on a slightly happier recommendation. And that is, I also really like to recommend things on Apple TV because I feel people forget that Apple TV is like a going concern. Oh, man. Can I just, can I just, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but honestly, like John Oliver had a thing the other day where it's uh, Apple TV where celebrities go to hide. And man, I felt that. <sighs> so I'm going to, I'm going to use my powers for good and tell you to watch a show on Apple TV and it's called Still Up. And I feel like we've been having kind of a little, romantic comedy renaissance on on the small screen if not necessarily in the movie theater and this is honestly just the most charming show it came out right around the same time as starstruck but we did a whole episode on starstruck so you can <laughs> listen to that episode if you want to know about that one but um still up is about two people it's called still up because it's about two best friends who are both insomniacs uh, and they have come together by FaceTiming and chatting and stuff through all the sort of wee hours of the night. They tell each other everything. They talk about their lack of love lives or what's going on with like their partner or their kids or whatever. And it is, uh, I don't even know. It's, it's, it's so cute. It's like a story about talking because most of their relationship, like, which is honestly, I think, a real testament to how well-made the show is because its leads are very rarely in the same room, almost never in the same room. And yet they have really great chemistry. They have a really great vibe. It's super funny. I mean, some of some of it has like that sort of like this is ridiculous kind of British comedy vibe. Like one of the characters goes on a camping trip and embarrassing things happen on the camping trip. But she's like FaceTiming her BFF while all of this is happening. You know, it's funny because Still Up is definitely one of those shows that we covered on the Yeah, we on, covered it on, on the, the site quite a bit, I think. I, I'm pretty yeah, sure we I did. reviewed it um, on the site. You did. And um, we actually talked to the producers as well and how how they uh, how they sort of like the 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 difficulty in sort of like trying to like mm -hmm. show romance in the age of FaceTime. The characters' names are Lisa, who is played by Antonia Thomas, and Danny, who is played by Craig Roberts. They are adorable. Yeah, I, I have to. I watched this one too, um, and I real. I'm not always a, a rom com person, but this one was very touching. And you're absolutely right. It's about the power of talking. I think that's a really good way of putting it. Right. It's like it's it's so. It's so interesting that it's a show about communication and yet they like spend so much of it not being able to figure out that they're like completely gone over each other. Yeah. Uh, Danny is also agoraphobic in addition to being an insomniac. So that is another like layer of their relationship. There's an episode. I don't think this is a huge spoiler. But there's an episode where like Lisa gets drunk at a, at a hen do and can't remember, can't figure out where she is. And like Danny is trying to help her like get back to her house <laughs> And he he leaves his apartment for her, guys. It's a big deal. Mm. Um, I don't know if they've renewed that one yet, but if they haven't, they should. Uh, that one I do not have a season two on. I I, I have that as a close-ended show, in fact. Really? Um, I don't think yeah. that ending is closed-ended at all. No, I know. But um, according to everything that I have, that was bent as a close-ended show. And there is no season two as of now, mm. um, which makes me sad. 
Um, because I wanted it to have a season two. I'm not gonna lie. I think it should have a season two. I don't. But the ending is not. Do not go into this thinking this ending will be like. This ending is not done. That's not. That's not <laughs> the end. I'm sorry. Dislike. As I said, Apple TV where celebrities go to hide. Anyway, um, we will be covering that. We will be like you know taking them out though and and showing them to you as much as we can because there are some really good things coming to Apple TV next year. Um. Anyway, uh, uh, including next month, which we will be covering, not here on the pod, but we will be covering um, Slow Horses is coming back, and we will be recapping that. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's is that basically everything that we need to cover? I think so. I don't know. The, as you okay, all good, know- Okay, because Pe- I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get brain foggy. Uh-huh. Sorry, guys. As you all know, Peak TV is vast and deep, and I don't know that we have even hit everything that we probably wanted to talk about today. So uh, if you guys have something that we missed- that we should check out, that we should, I don't know, do like a better late than never on or something. Uh, let us know. We're at televisions at weta.org. And while I'm while I'm requesting emails, do tell us what you're looking forward to in 2024. That helps us plan. We like it. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Annie, I think that means it's your turn to tell the people where you are online. Uh, Right now, um, I'm not online. I'm on my couch, guys. <laughs> Oh, no, it's not true. I've been, like, on Blue Sky, like, retweeting things and making comments and things. Um, And every so often I do write a post and then I feel like I ran a marathon and I lay down for a while. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty useless. Um, Hopefully I'll be better in, like, a week or two. I don't know. This is going to take a while, I think. It It does take some time. The, 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 The exhaustion. I was not prepared. When I had it, I think I slept for pretty much four days straight. Uh, I will say that Max is having the time of his life, though. He follows me everywhere because I just keep sitting down. And he's like, oh, you're sitting down again. Here's my belly. (laughs) And he just gets belly rubs like all the time now. He he thinks it's the best. So at least somebody's happy. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) I am Lacey MB on Twitter and all other social media pretty much. Uh, I'm also on Blue Sky. If anybody is experimenting with that particular platform, I really want it to happen. I'm on Threads too, which whatever, Dude, it's there. I can't figure out. I know Threads, threads is I, very strange. Okay, there's got to be a place that I go where I make Threads thread things. I, yeah, I don't know how to make Threads post a thread. It's really weird. There has to be a sweat. There has to be a sweating. I can't find it. Anyway, sicko, shh, shush. Uh, if you just want the site of the pod and not any of this nonsense, we are at Television's Blog, all one word on Facebook. If you like what we do, you can visit us at televisions.org, where we actually cover a lot more shows than we are capable of talking about on this weekly podcast, including some of the ones that we have mentioned in this episode. So go dig around, see what you find, etc., etc. And while you're there, maybe consider clicking on that donate button up top to help us keep making all of this content. And in doing so, you can get access to pbs passport which will have good lord all manner of things in the coming weeks that are early and exclusive binge opportunities uh there's just a lot happening right at the turn of the year so you know makes a great christmas gift haha see what i did there anyway uh <laughs> thank you all for listening as always we appreciate you uh as you can see from our current situation please go get your covid booster if you have not done so yet as well as a flu shot or any other you know buck up your immune system kind of assistance you can do. I spent the whole weekend with my in-laws, which was fine, except half of them were coughing very aggressively, and now I'm nervous. So, 
you know, do what you can. The weather is changing. It's super gross out here today. And uh, that tends to, as my grandmother would uh, insist, make people sick. I don't actually think it's the weather, but I don't know. Grandma was right about a lot of stuff, so just go with it. Ugh, we are rolling into the end of the year, but don't worry. We still have a bunch more episodes coming your way before we take off for the holidays. And uh, we hope you like them. You have thoughts, cat pictures, whatever you want to send us. We're at televisions.weta.org again. And as always, thanks so much for being here. We'll see you next week.